A year from now, we will, in our country, have just witnessed a new presidential inauguration. And I'm going to pause there and just preface this by saying I don't have any secret insight. I don't tell the future. I don't know what's going to happen with the election. I say that because regardless of whether it's a new president or a re-elected president, every four years we have a presidential election. The tradition goes that on January 20th, at the stroke of 12 noon, power is handed over from one president to the next, to the new president, or it's renewed with the same president. And I think that's important and kind of neat to think about, especially in terms of today's gospel, because it realize, we realize that there is some type of understanding that the authority, the power that the president has does not come from himself or maybe one day herself. It has nothing to do with the person. It has everything to do with the office, the role that they have, that they've been elected into, that they've said yes to, that they present themselves for. This power and authority comes not from them, but from something bigger than themselves. We kind of see that in our own lives if we're going to be honest with ourselves. How many times have we tried to make something happen on our own or just really, really try hard to make it worthwhile and then we always end up, what, lacking, unfulfilled just a little bit, not as perfect as we wanted it to be. Maybe we get the same results, but it's never really according to the perfect plan. And that's because we don't really have any authority of our own. We see it in that light, and now we know why people are kind of astonished and amazed in the gospel tonight. Jesus gets up there, and he is not a rabbi. He's not one of the higher-ups. He's not within the hierarchy of the leadership of the synagogue. He's there as somebody going to pray, but then they hand him the scroll. He unrolls it. He starts to read and to proclaim and to preach and to teach all of these different things with great authority. And People were kind of taken back. They weren't expecting that, and it wasn't a bad thing. It was actually kind of good. I said, wow, okay, he's speaking as someone, like Mark says, not as the scribes, not as the people who knew the law, but as somebody who has actual authority, one of the teachers, one of the rabbis. Who is this? He's doing all of these different things, and little by little, he starts to show to us and to everybody who's in the synagogue that he is the one with the power. Jesus holds no office or, leader, or role of leadership within the synagogue, but he still has even more authority, more conviction, more passion, more knowledge, because he is the law fulfilled. He is the one who shows up and has all of this power and authority. It all comes from him. And that is made very, very clearly seen when this demon starts to manifest himself. And Jesus simply says, quiet, come out of him. Two things. Shut up and get out. And it happens. People are amazed and maybe even a little bit afraid. What is this, they say? It's a new teaching with authority. We've never seen this kind of authority. He's talking to the demons and they listen to him. Who is this? Great. Why is that important 2,000 years later to us today in Baton Rouge? Because we need to realize that, yes, on our own, we're not going to be able to make anything happen. We have no power and authority in and of ourselves. But we don't need it. Because the Lord shares His power, His authority with us. I've been praying a lot about the baptismal promises. If you were here at the encounter night this past Thursday, the whole presentation was basically on that. But there is a real power, there is a real authority, there is real dignity that we have in our being connected to the Lord for all eternity by virtue of us being baptized, by virtue of our baptism. That is how we receive this authority from the Lord. I don't make it for myself. I don't just demand that things happen and then boom, it's like magic. 
I turn to the Lord, you turn to the Lord, we as the church turn to the Lord and go, okay, Lord, I need your help. I need your guidance. I need your power and your authority to make this happen. Maybe there's something that you struggle with constantly, some sin, some temptation, some vice, something that constantly pulls you away from the Lord over and over and over. And maybe you've thought the same thing that I've thought sometimes. I'm never going to get rid of this. I'm just going to accept it, and it's going to be with me till I die. Maybe the temptation is always going to be there, but don't just give in like that. Realize that there is real authority that you have to drive these things out of your life. Again, not by your own authority, but by using the name of Jesus. Our non-Catholic brothers and sisters are wonderful about that, and I think it's about time that we reconnect ourselves with that real power that the Lord gives us. To say something such as, in the name of Jesus, I reject this lie that I'm not loved. I reject this lie that I'm not worth it. In the name of Jesus, I reject this temptation of vice and sin, whatever the vice or the sin may be. Sexual sin, drunkenness, whatever it is that pulls us away from the Lord in any big way or small way, we need to be able to face and to say, in the name of Jesus, with the authority claiming that you have in baptism, I'm going to get rid of this over and over again. Because we need to start to realize that the Lord isn't just disappearing. It's not like he sees, oh, you're struggling with temptation. I'm going to just back up and help you figure it out. Sink or swim. See you when you get here. He fights with us. He fights for us. He's beside us and he's behind us. He doesn't go anywhere in the temptation, but he invites us to simply turn to him and to allow him to fight with us, to fight for us, to reject those temptations, to reject the enemy, and to lead us to a virtuous life. That is where real power is found. That is where true fulfillment is going to be found ultimately, not in ourselves, but in Jesus and in Jesus alone. There is power in that name, and what a beautiful name it really is, that we simply get to say, in the name of Jesus, I'm rejecting this. In the name of Jesus, I'm giving glory to God that I've received this answered prayer, this grace, this fulfillment, this peace, this joy, this whatever it is. Jesus is the only name that saves us. Jesus is the only person who has actual real authority and power. And how privileged, how blessed we are as the church to turn to him and to be able to receive that. And so I ask you tonight, I challenge you tonight especially, but all throughout the week, to ask the Lord for the particular grace of awe and wonder. Because when we come to the Lord, we hear the scriptures every Sunday. We hear them over and over. There's only so many parables, so many stories. We hear the scriptures. We see the rest of the community. You see the same priest preaching every weekend. You see the same Eucharist every Sunday. And we can easily go on autopilot. Let's not do that. Let's ask the Lord for the grace of awe and wonder, to be mesmerized just like the people in the gospel, to see, see things in a new light, to see that, wow, this truly is the Lord with power and with glory and with majesty and with real authority that he desires to share with me. In just a moment, to see the Eucharist lifted up before our eyes and to see the Lord in a new way. The Eucharist looks no different than it did last Sunday or the Sunday before the Sunday before. It's not going to look any different than it does next Sunday, or will it? We should ask the Lord for that grace to see things new, to allow him to make all things new, to bring us deeper into this astonishment, this amazement in the best possible way. It's not like the Lord is going to run out of things for him to reveal to us. 
Heaven is eternity of us being in perfect communion with the Lord, being more and more and more fulfilled, being more and more and more led to the truth of who He is. He desires that for you. With grace, with strength, with power and authority, He offers it to you. So the invitation is there from the Lord. The challenge is there from me as your pastor. Turn to the Lord and ask Him for that grace of awe and wonder to see all things new, to recognize the dignity that you have, the identity rooted in Christ that will never be stolen from you, the power and the authority that you share with the Lord simply in the beautiful, powerful, wonderful name of Jesus Christ. You've been listening to the Christ the King at LSU podcast. If you would like to become a golden giver or learn more about what we do, please visit www.ctklsu.org.